Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dwayne's All-Encompassing Life Podcast, episode 23. I'm extremely thrilled to talk to you today about my Celtics and how they have suffered a surprising defeat to the number eight seed Miami Heat. To put things into context first, I don't want to play the blame game. But at the same time, I think it's really vitally important that we address the elephant in the room, and that being the uh, inconsistency that has plagued the Celtics throughout the playoffs. Um, if we take a look at the playoffs when the Celtics first encountered the Heat, you were expected, okay, the Celtics will probably win in four games or five games. It ended up being six games as a result of the Celtics um, just laziness and no sense of urgency to close out games. And they would often just lose leads that they had taken deep into the fourth quarter. And that's one thing that they had suffered from substantially even last season when they encountered Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals that they only just won in seven games. And this year, even against Philly in the semis, they should have closed out the series earlier. They lost an overtime game. And then they even, a magical performance from Tatum, uh, 51 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists from J- from Tatum in Game Seven saved them. But against Miami, it was really it was a two-faced Boston team because the first three games, Boston had leads, took them deep into the third quarter, perhaps early fourth quarter, and they just lost them. In th- Game Three, they were just completely run over. They showed no sense of motivation, no sense of game plan, and uh, ultimately they were just outcoached, outfought, outbattled, outthought in every aspect of the game by Miami. By Miami. Then come. Game four, when Marcus Smart hinted at that they were feeling good and that he said, don't let us get one. And that really sparked some hope, I think, across the entire Celtics nation. Don't let us get one is obviously a very, very famous and notorious saying from the Red Sox after they were down 3-0 against the Yankees in the ALCS and they come uh, came back to win in seven games. And Kevin Millar said this, um, and now Celtics, they win game four convincingly, win game five convincingly at home, and then they win game six, which was oh so close. The Celtics took about a 11 point lead into the fourth quarter, and knowing the Celtics, they blew it. <laughs> they, they were trailing 103 to 102 with about three seconds left, and an incredibly lucky, uh, inbound resulted in a buzzer beater game winner by Derek White, which helped the Celtics tie up the series. And you could sense, okay, now perhaps the Miami Heat are done and dusted. They've, they're dejected, hopeless. You can't believe that they've blown a 3 nothing lead. Out of the 150 times, only four teams have been able to come back from a 3-0 deficit. And now the Celtics find themselves with the best odds in their hands to potentially come back and turn around a, f- a 3-0 deficit for the first time in the NBA history, should I rather say. Um, but nonetheless, it was a very two-faced Boston side that suffered f- incredibly from the inconsistency and the patches of um, sloppiness and the fact that they would commit so many turnovers, so many silly errors, really, and that would just lead to them losing the games. And I think that, obviously, Joe Mazzulla, the new head coach, a rookie head coach, and he was just thrown in there three days prior to the season start. But at the same time, I think he will he should have learned... Um, as the assistant head coach last year next to Aimee Oduka, how to sort of um, bounce back and how to avoid these mistakes and to really rectify the Celtics' um, Achilles heel, um, and that being sort of the, the, the sloppiness um, in their in their uh, offensive encounters. So I think that 
he's not really to blame. I think if it, it would have obviously been a, a different story and different outcome if it would have been for nothing, a clean sweep, then I think potentially you're th- he's definitely in the hot seat. But now because it's 4-3 and they managed to win three games, three elimination games, I think you can sort of relax a bit and um, potentially, you know, another big talking point is think about you want to split up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You want to keep them together, give give them one or two more seasons, knowing that they still haven't won a championship, but they're still young. And, you know, you look at Michael Jordan, you look at Steph Curry, you look at LeBron James. It also took them up until their 27th or 28th year to win um, their first NBA championship. So the Celtics definitely have time. The question is, do you, how do you want to um, tweak the roster at all? Do you want to undergo any changes at all? That's, I think, a big fundamental question that the Celtics will have to ask themselves going into the offseason. But as of right now, it's a very capable and talented roster that showed just how good they are in the regular season, um, having their best record with 57 and 25. But ultimately, very disappointing end to the to the to the playoffs, losing to the Miami Heat. And look, in Game Seven, if Jason Tatum doesn't get hurt in the very first play, for sure the outcome would have been different. I don't think you can say that the Celtics would have won, just by merely looking at their um, incredibly appalling three point shooting statistic. Because what has really been interesting is if the Celtics shoot better than thirty five percent from three points from the three point line. They tend to win games. They were nine and one or something like that. But if they shoot below thirty uh, percent, even they're about two and twelve or something like that. So it really is a standout that the Celtics can't just like launch threes. They need to improve. And I think you know, you perhaps you bring in a better shooter if you um, ship out Jalen Brown. I mean, there's a lot of questions that the, the Celtics will be asking themselves going into the off season. But I think that the fact that you know you weren't able to. Um, angled down on those three-pointers and um, it was you were too reliant on on Jalen Brown and I think one of the things that was evident in game seven when J- when Jason Tatum um, went down is that you had to move the ball into Jalen Brown's hands and he ultimately let you down he only scored 19 points on eight rebounds and five assists and he committed way too many errors and I think that just shows that Jalen Brown is sort of in between these two worlds of is he ready to be a leader or is he still okay with being in the shadow of Jason Tatum, knowing that Jason Tatum is the undisputed leader in Boston? So that's, I think, another question, you know, how do you settle that potential um, battle, um, knowing that there's two um, players with an incredible amount of talent, they have a very good resume and the stats have backed them throughout the season. Um, but I think the Celtics definitely have to undergo some changes. And, you know, all in all, I guess it was a decent season. But, you know, knowing that the Boston fans are accustomed to heartbreak and but also, you know, loads of championships, I think they will be very um, dissatisfied and annoyed with the outcome. Um, and, you know, when you're on that roller coaster of emotions, when you see the Celtics up tie at 3-3, you're really, really, really hoping that they can just close it and make history and obviously go to the second championship. But it was an unfortunate outcome. And I think, nonetheless, even though the Celtics have such a talented and broad, uh, in-depth squad and even players coming off the bench like Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon and Williams III, I think they'll still be, they'll challenge for the uh, Eastern Conference Finals next year. And So I think it's just a question of what structural changes are you willing to undergo? And... You look at um, 
Jim Brown and say, okay, we're going to pay him X amount. If he's not happy with that, okay, then we'll dish, um, ship him out and we'll get th- this in return. So I think a lot of questions to be asked for the Boston Celtics. You know, they have a lot of potential and they definitely can they can win a championship in my mind. But I think they have to do, undergo changes. I think that's the massive point. And Joe, Joe Mazzulla needs to get experience. He's done okay in the first year. Um, and, you know, we'll see what will come. But I think all in all, from a neutral perspective, I think you'd, you'd be disappointed knowing how much was on the table for the Celtics. Knowing how how different their squad was to last year. How much better. And to see them go out in such agonizing fashion when they didn't even put up a fight in Game 7 in their home stand. That's another thing. The Celtics lost three games against in the Miami Heat series at home. And that you cannot have that. You need to be good at home in elimination games. The Celtics have been fairly decent and fairly strong in elimination games, period, courtesy of um, Jason Tatum, who has been, you know, Mr. Clutch Guy. Um, So the Celtics have done well in that regard, but the home games, they need to really double down on and close out to make sure that they're a better home team, a more efficient home team, and that they can rely on their players at home um, and that they don't have to travel to um, an opposing team's venue to, to fight and win those games. So, in conclusion, I think, yeah, sure, it was a decent series. can be a lot better, like last year. I think the Celtics did play better last year than this year. So, we'll see what, you know, the um, offseason holds and what changes the Celtics will undergo. be a very intriguing development, undoubtedly. And we'll talk to you about that in future episodes, for sure. And I will see you in episode number 24. Let's get it.